Hey guys. So it's been a while. It's been like several months by this point, probably. Yep. But we've ended up taking a longer hiatus than planned because of personal schedule, life getting in the way and stuff. But as you probably know by now, Stan Lee died this morning. So we felt like we should pay some small tribute in our own way to him. We figured there was really no better time to record something again for you guys. Yeah, we've been talking about stuff for how we'll be running the podcast going forward. Um, because we both do want to keep doing it, but we'll get to that at the end of this short little thing here. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be way shorter than our normal episodes. Um, like, we're not here to write an essay on Stan Lee. It's just... Although you, know, you certainly could titan. if we were. Oh, totally. We totally could. But he was he was a titan. We're doing what we're doing right now, recording this episode pretty much because of what he did for comic books. Like, I won't say yep. he's the only reason. Like, there are other massively important figures, Jack Kirby, Steve Ditko, who also died this year. But he, I think, is largely credited with making superheroes more human. Like, emphasizing yeah. the human and superhuman. Like, what he, he did for Spider-Man the Fantastic Four. Yeah, he... Created or co-created with various clubbers. You mentioned Jack Kirby and mm -hmm. Steve Ditko. Those are definitely two of the other mm -hmm. biggest names at Marvel at the time. Um, but yeah, Spider-Man, of course, and the Fantastic Four and the original X-Men. Right, yes. Um, are all kind of... His grandchildren? To an extent. I don't... I, I mean... I don't know to what extent um, he was responsible for them versus the other people that he was working with at the time. Um, that's a difficult question to answer for a lot of characters like that, honestly. Yeah, because comics are a very cooperative medium in a sense. Yeah, yeah. And the records we have it now, we have it now are all to some extent incomplete. But mm -hmm. that aside, like, yeah, those characters were all in different ways, I guess, remarkable for having superhuman and very human uh, lives and problems. Yeah, problems, personalities. Yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man had to deal with school. The Fantastic Four were a family, which was a strength, but also came with their host of problems. And the X-Men are pretty famously an allegory for discrimination of yeah. all kinds throughout the years. Yeah, I think it was predominantly an allegory for the civil rights movement. At the time, Stan actually wrote a really famous... He had this column, Stan's Soapbox, which many of you probably know about. And he wrote this really famous Stan's Soapbox once, explicitly laying out that, yes, this is an allegory for the discrimination that... I he may have specifically called out like the black community. Like these real people are facing these struggles and this is an allegory for them. This is meant to represent like what they're going through. Of course, the problem with that being like, you know, these are pretty much all white kids. The original X-Men were all like white, but still it's a powerful allegory to be making, especially like, you know, in the wake of, he also pretty much destroyed the comics code. He, yeah, I don't know the full details of that, but I know that, the Spider-Man story mm -hmm. that eventually that 
ran without the Comics Code Authority that dealt with, I think, Harry Osborn's drug problems. Yes, it did. It did. Uh, I think, he, at the very least, he was, like, a huge driving force behind that. Yeah, yeah. And that's certainly been a pretty significant development for the comics industry, as it turns out. Definitely, definitely. So I think, I don't know, it might not be much of a stretch to say that he kind of paved the way for comics to tackle some like more serious contemporary issues in a way that was unfettered by yeah. the puritanical standards brought upon the industry by Frederick Wortham. Yeah, and I think that was something he always wanted to do. Not necessarily like regarding the particular standards that the industry was held to at the time, but just in general of very deliberately trying to send like moral or ethical messages and mm -hmm. themes through his work. He's like, I've seen a few of his different uh, stand soapbox columns and similar uh, things circulating around on Twitter from people yeah. uh, talking about his passing. And in more than a few of them, he is explicitly talking about like why he, why he feels that, the sort of entertainment industry can be important in helping people and in like spreading themes and encouraging people to do good and yeah in one way or another and like why he thinks that it is the place of comics and entertainment more generally to do that yeah and that's just, that's a conversation we're still seeing today with the ongoing discussion of, you know, representation of, you know, race and gender and sexual orientation and disability and stuff like that in the media in general. And superhero movies are no exception to this. We're seeing a lot of discussion about how white and male the MCU is. So this is a debate we're still having. And he was, he was saying these things even back in like the 1970s. Yep. Yeah. I also, and even in yeah. more general terms, you know, the very first issue of Spider-Man carried that message about power and responsibility. Yeah. He was, you know, it wasn't always as directly, I guess you could say, political as such at yeah. all, in all the cases. Sometimes there were yeah. simpler, I almost want to call it moralizing, but that feels like... That it feels condescending. A, yeah, it feels like it has a negative connotation yeah, to it, which yeah. I don't think uh, this case deserves. Yeah, definitely not. And I actually wanted to talk about that exact sentiment, great power, great responsibility, all that, because admittedly I haven't I haven't had it in me to read too many obituaries for Stan today, but I just I don't want anybody to forget that he, like Joe Simon and Jack Kirby, and a lot of folks working in Marvel in the early days, were Jewish. And I don't know how much you all listeners know about Judaism, and I don't claim to know a bunch myself, but I've done some reading on it for various things. And that sentiment reminds me just so much of sort of, I guess, the central ethos of Judaism. I know I've told you, Will, about yeah. that one rabbi quote. I'm trying to remember how it goes. I'll probably butcher it a little bit, but it's like, you are not obligated to complete the work, the parenthetical being of social justice. That's a huge focus of Judaism. But neither are you obligated. Neither are you free to walk away from it. So, and the whole Jewish idea of um, tikkun olam, justice for all, I think is the approximate translation of that. People feel free to correct me if that's wrong. It's 
I don't know, I can't help but see a huge link between sort of, well, not even so much necessarily the religion, but the culture that these men would have been raised in and the ethics of the characters they ended up creating. I feel like Jewish thought has influenced the superhero genre so much and that doesn't always get acknowledged and I just don't want that to be overlooked, even though in an obituary for someone as like absolute titanic as Stanley, you're gonna net by necessity overlook a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how it's yeah, I guess it's hard to say like how much necessarily their faith might have affected their work. I just because I, I mean, don't Jack know. Jack Kirby of... drew Captain America punching a Nazi. I feel like yeah, it definitely affected they, his work. They in that certainly way. Yeah. It, it certainly has some effect on this, but yeah, I with, just don't know of many instances of them, like, of most of them really publicly discussing that sort of thing. So it's just, yeah. I guess, hard to say. I do know in how about much of 2002, Stanley said, was like asked directly if he believed in God, presumably by a Christian interviewer. I think that would probably have been the case. And he was just pretty honest. He was like, I don't know. I really honestly don't know. But mm. honestly, that doesn't like preclude him from still being pretty Jewish. I was questioning everything seems to be the heart and soul of Judaism from what I've read. Huh. Hey, want to talk about this screwed up thing and our holy text is like 60% of Judaism from what I've read. So mm. yeah, that... I'm that... thinking of the mm-hmm. comic book where Jack Kirby where Jack Kirby shows up to the Fantastic Four as God. Wait, seriously? I We're gonna know. have to talk about this in another episode or you'll just have to tell me after we stop the tape. But yeah... So that's, I think that's what I'm going to think of the most when I think of Stan Lee and his impact on pop culture and stuff like that. And I'm also, I think if, I'm pretty sure Stuart Hall is long dead, the father of modern cultural studies. I, I meant to look up when he died before we started recording and then I just didn't. But I get the feeling that if he were around today, if he could have seen the mammoth impact on not even just American culture, but like worldwide culture, honestly, that, you know, first Marvel comics through the ages and then the Marvel Cinematic Universe have had, if he could see that, I think that right there would validate his entire life's work. That alone Mm -hmm. is such a great just like or case study as to why cultural studies is important, why talking about this stuff, whether it's in like, you know, academic articles or public scholarship, like, you know, podcasts or websites, why that's important. Because the culture that people make is a reflection of who they are. Or in some cases, I think, a reflection of what they want to be. And I think that's... Yeah, for superheroes, superheroes definitely Superheroes definitely run that gamut. I think Stan Lee wrote superheroes that were more of a reflection of flawed in parentheses superhumanity but there's also there are also very superheroes are very much aspirational power fantasies so i think that's it's just amazing to me the massive impact that you know these flimsy little comics have had on the entire world i i'm staggered by it yeah and of course you can't like disregard stan's own like I guess you could say, like, personal 
touched in a lot of these things. Yeah, like, he was very hands-on editorially. I remember I read a story that hand, Mark Wade wrote on his Facebook page earlier, like tonight. Yeah, hands-on editorially yeah. and also like so much a spokesman and I guess I've almost heard him described as like a pitch man almost for comics, which mm-hmm. that doesn't maybe seem isn't, quite, isn't quite the right uh, phrasing for it, but he has so much charisma and yeah, definitely. enthusiasm. Yeah, screw it. Still things. has charisma, honestly. <laughs> like, you can't convince yeah. me that it isn't just like a watcher, like in the MCU. Yeah, yeah. And that's Probably why, you know, like. Screwing off back to Nova Prime and he's showing like, Here's up. what the in, humans are up to. And that's why, like, showing up <laughs> in all of these movies and having his own little column in all these. Um, old comic books that he was involved with. Yeah. Um, he really put himself into um, a lot of his work. And yeah, yeah. I think, you know, there's some critique to be made of that, like how much of that was about his work and how much of that might have been like putting a little too much of himself into these very yeah, collaborative absolutely. things. absolutely. You know, credit but, where credit is due. But it's we absolutely don't know like enough something... about that to parse that, honestly. Yeah, yeah. But even so, his own like personal commitments and contributions are... Enormous. ...pretty undeniable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think, it says, I think it says a lot that the... Uh, unlock, that the most difficult to unlock character in the Lego Marvel superheroes games is always Stanley too. <laughs> I did not know that. That's really interesting. Yeah, you have to you have to rescue him in all of the levels where he's just in some ridiculous situation in each one. Oh right. I think I have seen that one of him watching you play that. Yeah. And then once you rescue him in all the different places that you need to rescue him from, you unlock Stanley and you can just play as him. Wait, that's amazing. I love that. Yeah, and he has a bunch of just abilities based on his characters. What? Like he That's can, so cool. he has like Spider-Man web swinging, and I think he can turn into the Hulk. I'm like seal clapping right now. I love this. Yeah, Lego Stanley Hulk is pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, so on that note. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess Stanley is one of many people. But certainly one of the most prominent, especially, that we, I guess, have to thank for creating the characters and the universes that... Both of us and bunch of bunches of other people's sides. Like, most of death. you, if you're yeah. listening to this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's a pretty significant occasion. Yeah. And... You know, we wanted to take a, I guess, take a minute to say just a few, like, largely stream of consciousness things about yeah. um, the kind of impact that he had. And yeah, definitely. That, you know, comics will be uh, building on a lot of the foundations that he laid for a very, very long time. Definitely, definitely. So yeah, I think that worked out. I think we before we started recording, I was like, let's just improvise. Let's just go from the heart. So I guess since we're done doing the, our stream of consciousness tribute or whatever, 
let's just say a few words about how the podcast is going to go from now on. So you all know we've been off the air for several months now. And it's partly because like our lives just got really hectic for a bit there, partly because we were like just dealing with life and partly because like doing a weekly podcast is a lot more work than I think either of us thought it would be when we first started out. So we're gonna be back on the air. We're definitely gonna like commit to continuing this podcast, but it's not gonna be with like the same sort of regularity that we were doing it before. What I think yeah. we've wanted to do is like release episodes less frequently, but with like more detail and more research going into them and have yeah. less like, you know, stream of consciousness, like hashing things out as we're like talking at the microphone. Yeah, I would say so. You know, we'll be able to take a little bit more time to really dive into a particular topic. Absolutely. Um, in terms of both researching it and maybe in recording it. We've yeah. had pretty long episodes already, so. Yeah. I mean, don't expect them to be. Yeah. But I think too we can have like longer. I think we can have more sophisticated conversations if we get to put more time into an episode. Oh, definitely. definitely. Yeah. So I think that's going to be like our end goal here. Yeah. And so, yeah. there'll probably also be a little bit less editing that we do in them to be honest. <laughs> probably editing takes up so much time. Yeah. It's a very it's a really time intensive process and yeah. to be frank, I think we both love doing the research and reading and watching all these oh, totally. stories and stuff. Not we, so much the editing. Yeah, and we like being able to put them out and like seeing how people react to them and all yeah. that. So we want to be putting but, out the best that we can do. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, just editing is such a time-intensive process that it's yeah. and like we're just hobbyists, not really basically. Worth, so it's like whatever. Yeah, so it's not really, to be frank, worth it to us the trouble to go through for editing when, in a lot of ways, this podcast is something that we are both doing as a hobby and doing, like, out of our own interests in it. Yeah. Um, and we'd rather that not be a barrier to just getting this out so people mm -hmm. can listen to it. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, yeah. in We'll just episodes, try not to say um so much and have so many long pauses. No promises there, but we'll try. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll see a little bit more crosstalk, but... A little bit. I think it'll be worth it to be able to... Um, to be frank, enjoy the process a yeah, little totally. bit more. Yeah, do more of the for, parts we like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think so. We we're still figuring out what our upcoming episodes might be, but I think there's... I've wanted to do one about daddy. Wanted to do one about daddy issues in the MCU for the longest time. So I think we're probably going to do that at some point. No spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers. Sorry. Um, one on maybe superheroes and mental illness. Just I think more. I meant no like, spoilers for the episodes, but I was joking anyway. So whatever. Just more like thematic crossover stuff because I don't know about you, but I really like doing that part. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll let you know what the episode topics are. As always, we like wel welcome questions and stuff like that. So. Yeah, R.I.P. Stan Lee. I guess we'll see you guys soon. Thanks for listening. Bye.